Welcome into the Between Two Tones podcast. I am one of your hosts, Patrick Orvitz. I am joined here by two members of the Tennessee Titans subreddit, uh, Blake and Levi. How y'all doing? We doing good. How you doing, Patrick? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Levi? <laughs> doing, doing pretty good. Doing good. Can't complain too much. Nice. All right. So, uh, like we said, this is the Between Two Tones podcast. You've probably already seen. This is going to be the official podcast of the Tennessee Titans subreddit. So, what does that mean exactly? It means it's a Titans subreddit, but with a focus on. Er, <laughs> it's a Titans podcast with a focus on uh, the Titans subreddit, and so we're going to talk about the Titans first and foremost, pretty much all the time. We're also going to um, incorporate the subreddit, reference the subreddit, and we'll get more into that later. Uh, so we'll talk about ourselves a little bit. Uh, like I said, my name is Patrick. You might know me as Trick96. Um, I've been a Titans fan my entire life. Uh, my, my, my dad is an inaugural season ticket holder. Uh, I was born in 96, so this lines up about right to where I've been going to pretty much every game every year since the early 2000s. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been on the subreddit for a long time. Uh, I've been a moderator for a long time and just, uh, uh, trying to, I usually just post all the news and give, uh, very, uh, you know, not usually hot takey opinions ideally, but sometimes I let one slip. So, you know, maybe we'll get more hot takey on this podcast. We'll see. All right. Blake. God, I thought you would never let me talk. Oh, Jesus sorry. Christ. It's actually my just my podcast, uh, by the way. It's you know, I'm just allowing yeah, so, you all to be here for every now and then. So I'm uh Cowboy Dan on the uh Tennessee Titans subreddit. I know that's not my real name in real life, so it's probably a shock to most of you. I also don't wear a cowboy hat, literally ever. Um I'm also Trick ninety six's other dad. Do I call you Trick ninety six or do I call you Patrick? You what do you prefer? I, in real life, I'm gonna call you Trick ninety six. Okay, that, um, I mean that only makes sense. <laughs> so I I've been a Titans fan since the inaugural season. Um, I wasn't hardcore into them. I would say it was uh, 2003. I vividly remember uh, I was trying to wake up to watch. I was up to like 5 a.m. I was trying to wake up to watch the Titans and Panthers game. In 2003, the Panthers were undefeated at the time. And I woke up after the first quarter, and we were absolutely stomping them like 17 to nothing. And I vowed after that moment that I would never miss another minute of a Titans game. And I've mostly stuck to that. Um, so as far as how I found the the Titans sub. Wait, well, before you keep going, did yep. you watch every minute of the uh, 2008, uh, 2009 Patriots game? So let's move on to the next topic okay, cool. here. Uh, <laughs> I found the Titans sub after I bounced around um, uh, many, many different message boards, and they all pretty much were not talking about the Titans. They were just complaining about uh, other life things. And uh, I found a good place to share my misery with all the people on the Titans subreddit, including our boy Neely, who can't be with us today. But we do think about him all the time, and that's one of the big reasons we made this podcast in the first place. So shout out to Neely. Absolutely. Yep. All right, Levi. All right. So uh, I became a Titans fan in 2006, Vince Young's rookie year. Um, my uncle was actually a inaugural 
PSA holder. So he's had season tickets from day one. Mm. Uh, they finally convinced me to go to a game in 2006. And I want to say it was the game against the Cowboys where they got stomped. Mm. But yeah, um, ever since then, been a Titans fan. Wait, is I, that the game that Albert Hainsworth did? Yeah, I was about to say, stopping? I was like, did you, did you just make <laughs> you know? a on accident? <laughs> it wasn't intentional, but yeah, that was that game. I, I was there. Wow. I we Our seats are in the opposite end of the stadium. I remember everyone down there, like, getting really loud and upset. And I was just like, I don't know what's going on. I can't see what's happening. And did that large man just step on that other large man's head? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but no, yeah. Ever since that game, I've become a, I've been a Titans fan. Uh, I got introduced to Reddit. I want to say going into freshman year of college, one of my friends from class was like, "You got to check this website out. It's super cool. There's something for literally everything." And I was like, "Okay, I bet there's not a really good Titans thing." And you know, ten years ago, it wasn't nearly what it is now i was gonna say you were right (laughs) i've i've been able to watch it grow and go from off-season posts every two weeks to something pretty much every day even in the off-season it's been it's been a fun ride absolutely all right well enough about us uh we are lame uh and you know what's not lame tennessee titans and that's what we were talking about What a great segue. You know, we're working on the segues, and that was a great one. Uh, So, you know, naturally, uh, we're just going to start with a general overview of off-season topic before we get into uh, more recent activities. Uh, So, I'll ask the first question, uh, and Blake, you will be the first to answer. Uh, What Titan, new Titan, not named Julio Jones, are you the most excited for? Can I choose like Bulio Bones or? Uh, okay. You know, if you want, yes. <laughs> or Leon Sandcastle. Oh, no, Leon Sandcastle. Sand. Okay. Uh, now I'm going to go with Janoris Jack Rabbit Jenkins. Uh, I think we all know our cornerback play was um, less than best in the league last year. Um, and so Janoris Jenkins actually went to the same university that I did. Uh, after he got kicked out of Florida for, I think, marijuana or something like that. Um, so one of my favorite memories, I mean, he was he came on the field for us. And, of course, this was Division Two at the time. And he looked like a first-round pick against these guys, hardcore. But uh, we, had, we had some guys sitting in front of us, and uh, they were kind of looking at Janoris Jenkins and stuff. And on the first play of the game, Janoris Jenkins throws a punch, gets – thrown out of the game and it turns out the guys in front of us were scouts and they were like well i guess we'll just go home now <laughs> and uh so i'm hoping he got all of his punches out in college um but he looks like he's he stepped up in the leadership role it seems like i've, I've been kind of surprised with that i didn't realize he, he he had that trait now yeah you know i think uh having that veteran presence is huge uh, and Especially for other outside of him, I mean, we have an extremely inexperienced, extremely young group between uh, Farley, Fulton, Borders. Um, it, I mean, not a lot of experience there, and so it's good to have somebody who's done it so long that can help those guys out for sure. And speaking of that group, uh, my answer is actually Caleb Farley. 
because uh, you know, uh, I, I truly think he was the best corner in this draft. Um, I also truly think that his the reason he fell, his back issue, uh, as well as opting out and not playing in over a year. Um, I don't think that's going to be a major issue. Um, I think uh, he's going to get good care. He's going to uh, heal well. He's young and he's an athlete. I think uh, I think the black, the back issue is overblown, and I, what I think is not overblown is how good of a player he is. Uh, he's uh, you know lately in camp he's been doing solid. Uh, he's having his ups and downs, and uh, that's that's going to come. And I just think uh, the once it clicks for him, he, the sky's the limit for that kid. I mean, it really is. Uh, just an absolutely phenomenal athlete, uh, an absolute giant of a corner, a real. Uh, a real uh, Jalen Ramsey kind of comp size wise there um, and speed. Uh, so yeah, very excited to watch Caleb Farley play. Levi, what do you, uh, who's your favorite Titan, not named Julio new Titan? You know, as tempting as it would be to say just Elijah Molden and stick in the secondary um, secondary can't cover forever. They have to have someone get into the pass or to the passer and, as everyone is well aware, that's been one of our biggest weaknesses of the last couple of seasons. So I'm going to say Danico Autry. I think that he is going to not only just by himself be a force on the defensive line, I think he's going to free up Jeffrey Simmons. He's going to help free up Harold Landry. He's going to help free up every other pass rusher on the roster. Like last year, our leading sack getter was Landry with five and a half, and Nico Autry. Nico Autry had seven and a half. So when you add even our top two, Harold Landry and Jeffrey Simmons, had eight and a half total. Nico Autry only had one less. It's gonna. I I think he is going to be what we wanted Jadavian Clowney to be last year. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's crazy that all three of us went defense and none of us said Bud Dupree. <laughs> so, I mean, this he team, was this he was number two. Revamped. Yeah, yeah. This defense is completely revamped, and it's gonna, it's gonna be so exciting to uh, see them go. Uh, I think he just kind of gets lost in the sauce, you know. I mean, that was a fairly early signing, right? And oh yeah, very yeah. You know the injury situation and stuff, and then you, of course we go into the draft and get somebody like Caleb Farley, whose his ceiling is just incredible. Mm. And by the way, we were talking about this the other day. He, when you see Derrick Henry stand next to running backs, I feel the exact same way. Like the the size difference, like they just don't even look like the same species. Is the it's the same way with Caleb Farley next to other defensive backs. Absolutely. And, and like some of, we'll talk about this a little more later uh, with the Bucks practice. But watching him at his size and the recovery speed that he has right now, and hasn't been in you know NFL uh, training mode for more than a couple months or however long he's even been on the field now, it's just it's remarkable seeing him just catch up to his mistakes that he made already. Yeah. Right. All right. So uh, let's move on to the next question. Uh, let's say a player that has impressed or no, sorry, sorry. Let me restart that. 
And with that, let's move on to our next segment. We're going to talk about uh, the Atlanta game, uh, and we're going to we're going to say which player we were most impressed with and most disappointed in. Uh, let's start with most impressed. Let's start with good into the bad. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, for me, and I'll take the low hanging fruit here. Uh, Rashad Weaver was incredible. Uh, there's not much more you can say about it. I was at the game. And it's one of those things where you're at the game and you just start zoning in on the player because that player is just absolutely dominating every single snap. Uh, uh, I think he was going up against uh, Jalen Mayfield, who was a very early third-round pick. Uh, a lot of people thought he'd be, be a second-round pick. Um, and uh, fell to the third to the Falcons. And uh, that that's who I think Rashad Weaver went up against for the most, most of it. So it's awesome that... Our fourth round pick is absolutely absolutely out there dominating a uh, a third round pick. Um, I think it shows uh, that we potentially have uh, a steal here, and I can't wait to see uh, what is in store for him in the future. All right, uh, and you know I don't think anyone would have expected him to come out in his first game, be it preseason against second and third stringers, and just completely dominate the way he did like it was it was genuinely impressive it was one of the most impressive pass rushing efforts by a titans player that in a while right and you start wondering you know if it's we'll start seeing some consistency out of this because uh we all we're all familiar with the preseason heroes preseason zeros uh justin hunter kind of guys um uh, let's let's see him show up a couple games and make an impact on the season because we need somebody to to really step up and give us some depth there and and honestly may even take a starting role if he really uh, shows out. I mean, I can see a, kind of a NASCAR package where uh, you have man, this is hard, but Harold Landry, uh, uh, Bud Dupree, Danico Autry, and Jeffrey Simmons. Well. What uh, what Rashad Weaver gives you there is, I feel like he could take the spot of any one of those four guys uh, in a pass rushing down. Um, I think he could play outside outside linebacker. I think he could take the place of Bud Dupree or uh, Harold Landry. I think he could play inside, taking the place of um, Autry or Simmons. Um, and if he's good enough, maybe he's in there over uh, someone like Audrey. You know, who knows? We'll see. Um, and that fits in so well with what Vrabel has preached since he got here, which is, you know, the front multiplicity. But we haven't seen it delivered yet. Now I feel like he has a stable of really good athletic players. That there's really not much of an excuse anymore for the defense to not perform well within his scheme. Yep. Uh, it's crazy! It's crazy how good he looked in that one appearance. Let's hope he keeps it up. All right, Levi, who are you most impressed with? All right, I'm going to go with a guy that, if you had asked me before the Atlanta game, is this guy on the Titans roster? I would have had no idea. Uh, I'm going to go with Mason Kinsey, wide receiver. Um, he caught four balls, 51 yards. Uh, every pass thrown his way, he caught. I was just impressed that the hold on yeah I was just impressed that the he's a rookie right 
Oh, he's not a rookie? No. See, we a, don't even know. He's second year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there you go. It. I couldn't have told you he was on the roster, and he flashed on tape. So Mason Kinsey is my – who impressed me the most in the Atlanta game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's really good. He's uh, – I mean, not to get with the, the white stereotype, but he's he, he just looks like a – a, a solid slot receiver, uh, real gym rat. Real gym rat catches everything. Crappy blue collar, uh, much bell kind of kid. Uh, first one in, last one out. Yeah, um, you know that kind of guy. Um, hold on, let me make sure this is his second year. I know he spent time with the Patriots recently. Um, ESPN says first season. As in, he's played one season. Uh, it just says experience first season. There is no news, no stats. He was a senior in college in 2019, so this is his second year. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I, I'm pretty sure he spent time with the Patriots last season, which is kind of you know interesting because Patriots definitely had a terrible wide receiver core last last year, um, and I don't think he was a, he ever even got elevated to their roster. So um, I think he's probably a better player now than he was then, but. Um, it's interesting to think about. They also had a quarterback problem last year. They had a so. lot of problems last year. They were, <laughs> they were what you call a bad football team, Blake. Um, oh, yeah. The Patriots. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, okay. right? All right, Blake. Uh, most impressive. Uh, so it's it's weird that I'm about to hit on the receiver position again, considering how many years we had where we were like, "Ooh, maybe this year Tajay Sharp or Trey McBride is going to be the." <laughs> the star but uh i'm gonna go with chester rogers and i know he only had one reception on the night but i i was more excited for the return that he had i mean it was oh it was electric we've we've yeah. suffered for so long looking for a return man that's i mean how many years do we have mark mariani and we were or mariani uh how many years do we have him and we were just like oh hey he can catch the ball we're good with that now, he, uh, is, he is a pro bowler as a rookie. Hey, put some, well, yeah, put some yeah, respect but, on Mariani. Oh, no, I love the dude. But when we brought him back, it was definitely, oh, a, oh my God, we need somebody to catch the goddamn ball. <laughs> literally. Like, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, his second stint here, my God, it was literally just, yeah, uh, please just go catch the ball and hold on to it. <laughs> so if, if we can get somebody to inject some life into the return game, um, and some of these drives, you know, we're starting on the 15 yard line, suddenly start driving or starting on the 40 yard line. Just imagine. I mean, come on, come on. All right. Come on, Chester Rogers. All right. Now we're going to talk about the bad things. Uh, there's not a lot to be disappointed in this game. The Titans literally just completely dominated it from start to finish. Uh, the final score really, in my opinion, didn't even show uh, how much of a discrepancy there was between these two teams in the game. But there are some players who maybe just didn't show what you wanted to see. For me, that player is Desmond Patrick. Uh, I, he didn't play a lot of snaps, uh, and he was the literal last receiver to get on the field. Not what you want to see out of your fourth-round rookie who you just traded up for. Um, you want to see more out of him. Uh, I had I had high hopes for him, uh, and but 
you know, it's looking like he can't separate um, to the degree that you would like, and it's looking like um, he's having. He, he, I think he probably just has a case of the yips right now. I think he probably came into camp pretty confident because reports early were fine. You know, reports early on him were fine, but then the deeper it gets, the competition heats up. Our wide, this is the deepest wide receiver room I've ever seen the Titans have ever. Um, and I, th- he just he's in his own head, his own head right now. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, he, I don't think he didn't get a target. Um, you know, uh, just not uh, not ideal for Des Fitzpatrick. Uh, you know, hoping for a rebound. Not banking on it. I don't think he's on the team right now. Uh, if they cut down to 53 today, which is very disappointing. It is what yeah. it is. Titans know? have some tough decisions to make at receiver. Absolutely. Yes, which is, it, it's a good problem to have. Don't get me wrong. For sure. But I don't think we've, it, it's really, it really sucks that we spent a fourth round pick on him, which is one thing, but also traded up. It's just, he can't catch a ball, it seems like. What also sucks is, I mean, there's a good chance that we spent a fourth round pick on him and traded up for him because we thought we needed him. And it turns out that we didn't. Which kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, Levi, most disappointment, most, biggest disappointment. Um, just gonna echo you, Des Patrick. It's a really interesting comparison in our fourth round picks. Rashad Weaver comes out and just dominates. Just has a great game, and then Des Patrick can't even get a pass thrown his way. Good point. Like. I I would have never thought that he would be actually on the bubble coming into training camp. I thought fourth round pick, he's on the team. Just ink it in. But yeah, I I won't be surprised if he makes the team just because I think fourth round pick, they want to make sure that they've make sure what they've got. And if he's the sixth or seventh receiver, you can replace that fairly easily halfway through the season mm. so yeah Des Fitzpatrick's been the most disappointing not in the not only in the Atlanta game but so far through the season mm. or the preseason yeah definitely of the rookies so far yeah Blake so I'm gonna go with Darrington Evans and before you smack me and say, hey, he was looking good. I absolutely agree. And that's what disappoints me is that he freaking comes up with a hamstring on the sideline, and we desperately, desperately, desperately need a back to compliment Derrick Henry. I Personally, I still think that's a big reason for our downfall last season is we really, really just ran him into the ground, or Derrick Henry into the ground in that final game of the season, Ravens. And having a little more fresh Derrick Henry would have been really nice. And we were really counting on Evans to be that this year. And we're hoping that he can be that receiving back that we just don't really have. But so far, you know, it's kind of scaring me that the guy can't stay healthy. And you know how freaking the hamstring injuries go. Worst injury there to have other than, you know, broken leg anyway <laughs> all right so moving on 
Greg Jennings. Fucking broke his fucking leg. <laughs> Darren Sharper. <laughs> uh, to carry my team on the back. <laughs> um, all right, so final score forty three seven or whatever it was. Fuck you, Gumby. <laughs> Fuck you, Gumby. Uh, all right, so we're gonna talk about so we're recording this on Wednesday night. Uh, what month is it? August the eighteenth. Uh, so, uh, right now, uh, the Titans, they had a practice at Nissan on Monday. Uh, they flew to Tampa on Tuesday. They practiced the Bucks in the morning on Wednesday. They'll practice them again tomorrow, uh, Thursday morning, uh, and then have a day off on Friday, at least physically a day off, and then have a game on Saturday. Um... So we can talk about the. Do we get a bye week? Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> no. Uh, worn no down already. No, our bye week's pretty late, which I'm pretty happy about. Anyway, uh, so we'll talk about the Nissan Stadium practice real quick. Uh, I thought it was a good showing. Uh, good practice, a little short. Uh, it's only like an hour and a half, maybe. Uh, but they at least had some team drills. Um, you know, I remember when Mike Vrabel's first year here, uh, they had a stadium practice. And this is when I was going to every practice. So it really didn't bother me too much. But I know the Nissan Stadium practice practice that a lot of people circled on the calendar and went to go watch. Well, that practice that season ended up being a uh what's the word i'm looking for it's just a walkthrough or something right not even a walkthrough it was a uh, situational practice so it was like uh, 15 seconds on the clock you have a ball on the 40 yard line with no timeouts like (laughs) like it was that kind of stuff just the entire rushing out the the field goal kicking team rushing out the you know whatever team and uh it's exactly what the it's exactly what the casual fan wants to see. Oh, exactly. It was it was awful. <laughs> it was one of the worst uh, open like Nissan Stadium practices, and luckily they didn't do that this time. They got that practice out of the way beforehand. Anyway, uh, back to the practice on Monday. Um, so I went with some friends. It was fun. Uh, good time. Uh, let's see. Uh, it was first uh, Chester Rogers. You know, you talked about him, and you're most uh, impressed in the game. Chester Rogers absolutely killed that practice. He was constantly open. Tannehill was constantly finding him. Uh, he was constantly getting uh, some yak, and he looked real good. I was also happy to see Josh Reynolds. He was able to uh, – he did have a drop early on. That was pretty bad. Uh, but he rebounded from that when he uh, beat Christian Fulton deep on an absolute beauty of a pass from Ryan Tannehill. Um, and so I hate, I hate that uh, Julio and AJ have been out so much, but mm-hmm. what do you think about some of these guys getting some work with Tannehill? Cause you know, uh, Julio and, and AJ, are, they're going to be on the same page. Tannehill, absolutely. even if it takes a couple games or something, but they're going to be there. I love it. I love it. Um, I mean, you can, you can like, naturally you can assume that Julio is going to miss a few games. So to, um, have have that uh, time with for Tannehill with these receivers is crucial. You know Tannehill has a great relationship with AJ Brown. I don't need AJ, but AJ does. Um, to be honest, 
I don't care that Julio Jones isn't practicing. I don't care uh, if him and Ryan Tannehill are even on the same page for week one. To be quite honest, I don't even care if they're on the same page in week eight. Week because at the end of the day, this team is good enough to where Ryan Tannehill and Julio Jones can use the entire season to get on the same page. And as long as they're on the same page by the time the playoffs come around and Julio's still healthy, that's all that matters to me. Uh, so I don't care that Julio's not practicing. I kind of doubt that he's even hurt. I, I really just don't even believe it. Um, and, uh, I, I think they're just intentionally holding him out of practice. Uh, yeah, Julio Julio Jones doesn't need training camp to be no. ready for the season. No, he doesn't. And the Titans don't need to have him out there. Um, yeah, Julio or AJ Brown is is twenty three, twenty four. AJ Brown is, and they don't even have him practicing. So it's just showing you how careful they're being with the players who they know they absolutely will the season, which they think they can do and they want. And this is a whole other podcast, but uh, <clears throat> AJ Brown with two healthy knees. <laughs> I know. I I have, oh. <laughs> I have a friend who uh, he played wide receiver at Missouri. Um, he's one of my best friends, but he uh, he loves AJ Brown, uh, not as much as we do, but uh, he, he loves him. He's a Titans fan too, and uh, <laughs> I, I just like I've always have to constantly remind him, like like he'll he'll say like Amari Cooper is is better than AJ Brown, and I'll just be like Amari Cooper is better than AJ Brown on two bum knees and an ankle, but is he better than AJ <laughs> Brown? <laughs> and I'll be like, that's a good point. Um, so yeah, so I, I, yeah, I can't wait to see Brown Julio on this team. I think it's gonna be fantastic. How did this turn into just AJ Brown and Julio? Uh, that's probably what most of these podcasts conversation. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> what else is there to talk about? You're right. So yeah, to wrap up talking about uh, Monday's practice, uh, I thought uh, Ferguson was good. He had he had a drop early on, but also rebounded well. Um, it seems that he's able to get open pretty easily. Um, the defense did pretty well against the run, um, and uh, which is kind of be expected without uh, a lot of the starting offensive linemen getting a lot of days off. Um, God, this team needs Aaron Brewer back. I can't wait for him to get off NFI. I hope he's doing all right. Um, but, yeah, so uh, – and then, like I mentioned uh, this morning, the Titans went down to Tampa to practice against uh, the reigning Super Bowl champion. And, uh, you know, obviously none of us were there for that, but we got to see all of that play out on Twitter. Uh, Blake, what was, the favorite thing you, what was your favorite thing you saw from Twitter? I mean, the defense had a day. I mean, it's always exciting to – to see when your defense shows up against Tom Brady and all the weapons that they have on that offense. Um, it was fun watching uh, Caleb Farley in action. You know, he was, we mentioned earlier in the podcast, he was, there were some little mistakes. It looked like he was struggling you know, with some inside releases, but his, his recovery speed almost makes it look like he didn't screw up. Which is, I don't know. It, yeah. He's going to be fun to watch this year. Breaking up the pass against uh, um, Mike Evans today where he was just falling down, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Levi, uh, what did you see that you liked today? Uh, that Elijah Molden interception. 
Mm. I think it was a thing of beauty. Mm. It was to be, to essentially catch up with him, get in front of him and pick the ball. That was just a great play. Exactly. That was, that was Godwin, right? That he was going uh, against? I think it was Scotty it was. Miller. Oh, okay. I think. I think it was Scotty Miller, but I could be wrong. Another play that I love while we're talking about the secondary is uh, uh, I think Teron Davenport tweeted out a video of uh, Janoris Jenkins versus Antonio Brown where Janoris Jenkins just bullied the shit out of Antonio Brown at the line of scrimmage for like the first like two seconds of his route. And then uh, by the time Antonio Brown was finally able to break inside, Janoris Jenkins broke up the ball. Uh, that was pretty cool to see too. Very happy about that. Um, I think the whole secondary played pretty well. I think we had four interceptions. Is that right? Yeah, and that's a that's an elite squad you're going up against there. Mm-hmm. Those guys are no joke. Not only elite in talent, but I mean they've been together. You know, every single player on right. the team knows the offense uh, on the back of their hands, and uh, you know, <laughs> that's it's, it's awesome to have good reports out of a defense who needs good news and needs to be able to build confidence in these practices and and that's exactly what it seems like they might have gotten out of this. Um, and if we want to win the Super Bowl, we're probably going to be going up against them in February. Yeah, there's a good So chance. to be looking this good this early, that's a good sign. I think we can all agree that the biggest play of the day was uh Vrabel posting on Twitter afterward talking shit to <laughs> I'm assuming Jack Brady is uh, is uh, Brady's son. Yes, maybe? it is uh, yeah. Tom Brady's son, who he kisses on the mouth. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah, for an extremely long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he he tweeted out the uh, Jack Brady talking with his favorite former Patriot, also pictured Tom Brady. So if you guys remember in 2019, there was the there was the whole scene of uh, Brady walking out on the field, and I don't. I guess Vrabel just has the worst trash talk in the world but he's just like walking on the field huh walking <laughs> on the field and i was like jesus christ Brable. i think he had the mustache at this time so i forgive him i mean that was That's true you can't. that was like a dad mustache so he's got to work on his jokes a little bit it was also when he was telling us that rashawn evans was pretty dehydrated <laughs> yeah his uh his right hamstring was very dehydrated, uh, very for, like, dehydrated. for like four months. Right, we'll so. get this man some water. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Gatorade. Oh, man. All right. Uh, so just quickly, what do y'all want to see uh, from the team against Tampa? Uh, let's assume, let's just make an assumption that we're not going to see any starters. Uh, so what, what do y'all want to see uh, in that game against Tampa Saturday night? I want to see the defense continue to play relatively as well as they did. Um, I know we're not going to be playing Brady and Godwin and Evans and Antonio Brown, but if they can continue to even just stop their second and third team the way they bullied Atlanta on the field, I think that just the – added confidence is going to mean everything to the back half of this roster. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, um, one of the big things I've been concerned about, and I would assume everybody else is concerned about is the freaking kicking game. 
Uh, <laughs> He's taking my concerns away I, right now. I, I don't, it, it's very similar. I, I hope we have Alabama Crimson Tide problems where we're just so damn good, but for whatever reason, we can't find a kicker. But hey, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this weekend, Sam, give your mom a good dick and thicken is about to take over and just destroy this kicking competition. McCann's little sore toe or whatever the hell he's got going on. He lost it. Ficken's <laughs> taking over. It's done. Yeah, you're all in on Ficken, huh? He's never missing another field goal ever. Calling it right now. He missed one today. Shut up. From this point on, he's never missing another one. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, nine for ten today. I think it was seven of eight the day before. He's he's only misses one every day. Well, yeah, he didn't stretch properly. He wasn't oh, hydrated. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I just want to see, uh, you know, more Rashad Weaver. I mean, I just want to see more of that guy just abusing offensive lines um, like he abuses women. Ooh, jeez. Oh, God. Oh. Allegedly. 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 Got You got to say allegedly. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, baby. Um, all right, so that's what we want to see. Uh, and finally, uh, we're going to finish with a segment that we're going to do pretty regularly here. Uh, it's going to be called Who's That Titan? It's where one oh, of us... I'm so nervous. And you, and the subreddit, the, the listeners at home, y'all can play as well. It's where one of us is going to give something, probably usually stats, about a former or current Titans player. And uh, the whoever's guessing needs to... They get one yes. They each get one yes or no question, and one guess, and then they get one hint after that if they still need it. Uh, all right, and so I, it's my turn this week to have the who's that Titan, um, and I will give you this stat line from 2012. Oh God! This player in 2012 played in 16 games. And he had six sacks, 30 tackles, uh, four tackles for loss, 10 quarterback hits. Uh, six sacks, by the way, would have led our team in sacks uh, in 2021 or 2020. So it's just a fun little fact for you. Um, all right. There you go. 2012, six sacks. Who you got? Hmm. Who's going first here? You can, uh, you can go first. What, no. What's your What's your yes or no question? Cheating. That's cheating. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll go first then. De- oh, All right. Okay, go for it. What was he a defensive lineman? He was. Okay. I have an idea. Should yeah, I, I ask my, Googling, by the way? No, should no, I, I ask Googling. my uh, my question before he makes his guess? You can. Yes. Okay. There's no rule against it. Did he play for Alabama? No. How was that? Oh, oh my gosh. What a waste you said, of a guess. You said yes or no. I I know. I'm just saying. That was a really bad question. Well, I, I mean, I, I just ruled out a player there. What player did you rule out with that? Antoine Odom. What? Okay. Antoine Odom was way before 2012. Was he really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Antoine Odom was go- like 2008, I think. Oh, now I need to Google this. Look, I've had like 16 beers... <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do? All right, do either of y'all have a guess? Uh, I'm gonna 
2012. I'm going to guess Derek Morgan. Did two did 2012 even exist? I know, right? (laughs) This player just came to my head right before we started recording. Oh man, I don't even know if I have a guess, dude. That was that was the first year of Jake Locker as the starter. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Derek Morgan's rookie year. I think you were close on that. The uh, but his rookie year, he was out for the season with an ACL. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, because he was the most NFL-ready defensive end that year. Yeah. No, Derek Morgan was 2011 what, or 10. Was he 10? He might have been 10. I think he might have been 10. All right. Anyway, I think you're right on 10, actually. I'm trying to I'm trying to like buy myself time here, and I don't even have a guess. You don't I have cannot, a guess. Do you need I don't, a hint? Yeah, give me is a hint. Right? A oh, yeah, yeah, we can request him. Yeah, hint, you, you get one hint. The hint is yeah. American Ninja Warrior. Oh, Cameron Wembley. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Yep. I remember posting on the Titan subreddit and we were freaking like ecstatic. How excited were the 12 <laughs> of us that were there for that? Oh, super exciting. Like, he's so big. He got through that one competition where he held the. I can't remember any of them. On March 20th, of 2012, <laughs> Cameron Wembley. Signed a five-year deal worth up to $35 million uh, with the Tennessee Titans. And uh, he went on to play three of those five years uh, being released at the end of that. Also, fun fact, this is just really random. Uh, Cameron Wembley's uh, stats with the Titans, for some reason, are just not on his Wikipedia page. All of his Cleveland and Oakland years are there, but not his Titans years. So that's just kind of funny. Yeah. So I just had to look it up. Derek Morgan... Sanderic Marks, Jarrell Casey, Cameron Wembley. That was our starting defensive line. That's that not time. bad. That's what's crazy. Yeah. That's, I, like, actually pretty good. I completely forgot about Sanderic Marks. Yeah. But that's because he, he went to the He was better after he left here. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, on paper, that defensive line is actually super stout. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> Jarrell Casey, free agent, by the way. Haven't, haven't heard his name. Is he really? Yeah, he's a free agent. Mm. So he's Delaney Walker. We can get the band back together. If we brought in Casey, let's say someone down the depth chart gets hurt, we bring Casey back in. Do you think we take 99 away from Weaver? Give it to Casey? Ooh. I don't know. I wouldn't make him wrestle for it. <laughs> because, oh my God, that would be incredible. God, I but I don't know. You might get swallowed up by that butt crack and never see Weaver. Let me see. What number was Weaver? At the end of the day, is it worth worth it? Where did he go to school? Weaver, Penn State? No. Pittsburgh. Pitt, yeah, that's it. Anyway, yeah. Place. Some people eat ass. Jarrell Casey's ass eats. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say we could give Weaver his college number, but I just realized he wore 17, so that's not going to happen. Anyway. Um... Well, this has been Between Two Tones. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we are going to try and make this a weekly thing. We're going to um, incorporate the subreddit more after this. Uh, and we'll, You'll see more of that uh, later. And, and we'll uh, suck less. And we will suck less. We're going to get better. We promise you that. We're going to get better. Uh, save your shit talking. We don't want to hear it. You know, We're going to get better. <laughs>
It's fine. All right. All right. Well, uh, Blake, Levi, it's been good talking to you. Always. It was Always. great. Shout out Matt Neely. Yep. Rip. All right. See y'all. See ya. See ya.